Our hope as a church is to have on our heart what God has on his heart and what God has on his heart. He has written in the word. And so let us bring the word to bear. And I would simply add that at the end of the day, if there's anything Christians ought to understand, Mm -hmm. it's adoption. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Other Six Days podcast, where we chat about life outside of Sundays and what it means to live from our gatherings and not just for them. I'm your host, CJ McFadden, and I'm here today with Pastor Ricky Jenkins. And we're... (laughs) Yeah. And we're uh, here again today to have another uh, conversation around the topics of adoption and foster care. But before we get to that today, Ricky, I thought it might be good to kick off this episode and talk about some of our most memorable childhood moments. You know, those family gatherings, trips, vacations, birthdays. You know, what are those that just stand out to you or those memories that you know you're going to carry for a lifetime? Okay. So I was thrilled for your question (laughs) because I'm so ready for this one. I bet you are too. So. Okay, this happened when I was 12 years old, and we were five, four boys and a girl with my parents. And our church has heard me talk about how I had a drug problem Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, right? I I was raised on drugs because I was drugged to church on Sunday morning. I was drugged to Sunday night service, drugged to Wednesday night prayer meeting, grew up on drugs. So we were always in church. This is before my father started pastoring. He was still just a minister of music at the church. So dad had a day job, but every weekend, like, he's in church all day and we're in church all day but then there's a revival service where he's playing or he's taking the choir to this concert to see so dad was always in church which was great that's part of who we were but i remember being like a source of tension and in my parents marriage to where my mom i could just remember arguments where my mom was insisting that he show up more for us than for the church so i can remember that a lot of the reason why i tried to devote as much capacity and time to April and the children is because of those wounds mm. that I saw my parents go through. Yeah. So excuse me. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So anyways, I'm 12 years old, right? And my dad's in church every Sunday. We wake up one Sunday morning, you're supposed to get up early, have your breakfast, put on church socks, church shoes, church pants, church tie, and go to church. My mom and dad, CJ, come to me this random Sunday morning and say, we're not going to church today. Hmm. And I've never heard those words on a Sunday. I'm like, what? What's going on? Y'all getting divorced? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and they say, mama, I'll never forget. Yeah. Mm. I'll never forget my mom saying, your daddy took off from church today. Mm. And I, as a 12-year-old, you don't even know you, you could do that. Yeah. And he, your dad called in, and we're taking y'all out. It's going to be family day. Mm-hmm. And in the South, the big deal was Shoney's. Yeah. And Shoney's had the b- buffet breakfast bar. Yeah. It is just, it was famous. Yeah. And like, y'all, y'all get, re- get ready to put school clothes on on a Sunday, yeah. which was a big deal. Because you had, you know, Sunday's best was real in our home. He'll put on some school clothes, get you some tennis shoes on, because we're taking y'all to Shoney's. And then we're going to putt-putt so we can ride golf carts and do miniature golf. And Mississippi, everybody's in church. Yeah. So we're at Putt-Putt, carte blanche. Yeah. Because there's hardly anyone there. <laughs> and my dad, so I can still smell the go-kart fuel mm-hmm. and the rubber burning against the pavement because it was a, a magical day. And by God's grace, my dad, I preached for my dad like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And we were in Indianola, actually like four years before the pandemic. And I got to honor my dad and tell him that memory that I knew he had probably forgotten. Yeah. And he's just tearing up like I was. That is my favorite childhood memory. Oh, 
What about yours, bro? Oh man. Well, first yours is so sweet, dude. I totally <laughs> can uh like imagine that. Yeah. And um yeah, the smells associated with yes. me like that. And, yes. Man, for your dad just to the, the value statement yes. that that was. Yes. Ooh. It told me I mattered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It told it it told me that me and mom and the kids, mm-hmm. my siblings mattered more than the church. Yeah, exactly. And otherwise I didn't know that until that day. That day. Yep. And something so simple as Shoney's and, uh, you know, yes. minute putt-putt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude, I, that mine's, mine's similar. Mine's the memory associated with traveling with my parents. We used to go on summer vacation every year. Sure. And we did hiking, fly fishing, camping, whitewater yeah. rafting. Like we were very yeah. extreme kind of yeah. family. And you continue to do that with your family yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's part of it. Like I carried that on with my family because it meant so much to me. But it was, it was less about the experiences and it was actually more about like the fact that I never, I never felt like, uh, I didn't realize this until I was older, but I was never limited in life. Those experiences created something yeah. that said like, hey, the world is like out there for you to experience. Yeah. And then really to the interaction with nature for me, mm-hmm. that's where mm-hmm. I realized, you know, the kind of God's, you know, eternal power and divine nature was, or and divine, um, you know, features mm-hmm. through what has been made. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so like I found that through nature and spending time with my dad, the sweet relationships, fly fishing, all the things that he taught me. I just, man, those are so valuable. I love to it. Me. Yeah. I love it. And so I pass that on to my kids. So the power of a father. Yep. The oh. power of a mother. Yeah. The power of a parent. Yep. Absolutely. Amen, brother. Yeah. Mm. Well, so based on some of our childhood memories and experiences, I think it's safe to say, obviously, that our families have a considerable impact as to who we are now yeah. and how we've been shaped today. And so with that, as we jump in and unpack some of the information and stats around adoption and foster care. Mm. I think it's important to note that our goal is really to help listeners understand why these topics are on the heart of God and therefore should be on our heart as well. Mm -hmm. So at the time of the airing of this podcast, we're on the other side of what is known as National Adoption Day. Yeah. So first, for those who may not be familiar with it, let's talk a little bit about what Adoption Sunday is and what it represents. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so. I think history is actually important here Mm -hmm. for Southwesterners who are listening. Yeah. Because historically, our church would celebrate in January what was called pro-life Sunday Mm. or pro-life movement. It's something something in there, uh, which is great, Mm -hmm. right? Because our church obviously is Mm pro-life, right? Well, we believe in the right and the dignity and sanctity of the unborn. And when I got here, we actually changed that, right? And it ruffled a few feathers, um, but everybody got it. And we decided to partner with the national movement called National Adoption Sunday, which is a league of churches and institutions and nonprofits that celebrate God's biblical call to the church to care, James one seventeen for the widow and for the orphan. Mm-hmm. And so it started off as like a day to honor social workers and foster care families and, um, you know, adoptive agencies that are doing this work. And it has come increasingly more to speak of just the biblical thrust Mm -hmm. towards caring for the widow and the orphan and towards families considering adoption in line with what we see in the gospel. And that the gospel is this, I was outside of the family of God Mm -hmm. and he sent his son to purchase my redemption on the cross and shed his blood for me on Calvary. And now I have been grafted in, Paul says. And in Galatians says, we are now adopted into the family of God. And, And I would say for the reasons why Southwest said we're going to do Adoption Sunday is because at the end of the day, the Bible doesn't just call our for our hearts to break, mm-hmm. but for our hands to move. Mm. And so that's why I moved away from Pro-Life Sunday, because that was just about hearts being broken. Yeah. And so vote for the right candidate. Yeah. And all that's right and true. Mm-hmm. But the, when I read the Bible, mm-hmm. the Bible didn't just say, let your heart break yeah. for the poor. 
Bible says feed the poor. Yeah. And the Bible doesn't say let your heart break for the naked. Those are clothe the naked. Mm. And so when I th- consider adoption, I think that's what Jesus is saying. Yeah, let your hearts break for the unborn and for the foster child or for the orphan, but let your hands move mm. in their direction. And so we're going to say every year from now on that we're going to have something called Adoption Sunday at our church where we lift up scripture for what God's heart for the the unborn and for the broken, for the orphan, for the single mom, for the single dad is, but also say, hey, as Christ followers, all of us need to reckon with the question, how now shall I service the, the plight of the unborn, the plight of the foster child, the plight of the orphan, the plight of the widow in yeah. my ministry and my livelihood? And so some will be called to adopt. Mm-hmm. Some will be called to foster. Some will be called to serve with wonderful organizations that we're going to partner with on Adoption Sunday. Some will be called to open up their talent, time, and treasure to say, I'm going to help this adoptive family. I'm going to babysit once a month. I'm going to take little Johnny out to ice cream. I'm going to, this family in my small group, they're adopting and it costs 40 grand. $1,000 of it is going to be on me, right? All of us have something to do with regards to adoption. So that's the hope, man. That's the vision of it. Yeah, I love that. I love you because, yeah, even for me in that, like I never realized like outside of choosing adoption mm-hmm. or the obvious things that there could be another part I can actually play. And that's right now. That's right. To be a part of a family who's stepping into that. Absolutely. You know, and so that's really unique. And I love that. And I love what you said, too, about, you know, um, not just being not just talking about it or being sad about it, but doing something mm-hmm. about it. Amen. So, yeah, you, we can't let it just Amen. stir around up here. We have that's to right. let it exactly right. or an impact here. So we exactly right. our hands move. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, well, well, let me share a little bit of information and statistics that I thought I think might prove to be helpful and provide some context to the awareness, need, and concern surrounding our conversation today. So I'm just going to read off some stats and then Let's we'll do it. chat about it after. According to the Adoption Network, U.S. adoption statistics show that on any given day, there are approximately 391,000 children in foster care in the United States. Mm. In 2022, almost 214,000 children entered the U.S. foster care system, uh, and infants represented over 70% of the total increase. Mm. Statistics tell us in the United States that there are approximately 135,000 adoptions a year. This number includes domestic adoptions, international, uh, and adoptions from foster care through the foster care system. It's estimated that between two and four percent of Americans that have adopted or wow. have adopted, and only one third have considered it. Wow! Yeah, it's wow! Pretty staggering. Mm. Close to 60 percent of children in foster care spend two to five years in the system before being adopted. Mm. And almost 11 percent spend five years or more in foster wow. care before being adopted. Wow. And some are never ad- adopted, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Congressional Research Service reports uh, in 2023 an estimate that federal funding for the government uh, to keep a child in foster care is $10.6 billion. Wow. Yeah. And then our last one, uh, Christianity Today says that compared to five years ago, Fewer churchgoers say they've seen members of their church actively participate in adoption yep. and foster care. Yep. In a 2017 uh, Lifeway research study, 25% of the U.S. Protestant churchgoers said a church member provided foster care. 17% said some adopted domestically, and only 15% said a member adopted internationally in the past year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of what we're, what we're working with there. Wow. So, as we said earlier, these things are all in the heart of God and therefore should be on our heart as well. So what would you add to that? Like, what should be our response? You kind of talked about it, but how far should we be willing to go? You've expressed this well too, CJ. You know, you've heard the old adage, we ought to have on our heart what God has on his. And the other way to say it is our heart ought to break for what breaks God's heart. 
and we're a biblical church and we're biblical people. But sometimes I think we guess what God is is passionate about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then this post-modernity moment where, you know, find your truth and seek your happiness and that's the way yeah. to, to contentment and fulfillment. Sometimes I think that gets enmeshed mm. with, with, with our sense of how we ought to choose our directions for moving forward. God has been very clear in the scripture about what he cares about. Yeah. <laughs> he has been, he has been, he has been, um, um, detailed and, and very discriminating about what's on his heart. Mm-hmm. And we see it echo throughout the Old and New Testaments, the plight of the poor mm-hmm. among us, the plight of the oppressed among us. I'm not sure there are more oppressed than innocent children. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I'm just not sure. Yeah. And so these these things are on God's heart. There are so many specific scriptures mm-hmm. as to the plight of the hurting and the defenseless and the child, right? And all those good things. And so that's the first thing I would say to that is that our hope as a church is to have on our heart what God has on his heart and what God has on his heart. He has written in the word. Yep. And so let us bring the word to bear. And I would simply add that at the end of the day, if there's anything Christians ought to understand, mm-hmm. it's adoption. Yeah. Because if you're a Christian, you've already been adopted. You've yep. already you already know what it means mm-hmm. to be rescued from the future you were headed towards, to be redeemed and put Act at a family that's safe mm. and provisional and a blessing that raises you up. I've been adopted. Yep. And so I should also consider adopting others mm-hmm. or at least supporting others in their journey to that. So I think it's uh, at, at the core is that, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's just a gospel yeah. issue. It just is. It's just right there. And I think I'll be honest, you know, I'll be honest. I won't say this on Sunday. Yeah, I probably will. <laughs> but, um, um, you know, with Sermon Text team, when we talk about the messages, I'm always talking about how, yeah, this is what I'm going to jab, you know. Yeah. I do feel like Satan mm-hmm. has successfully deceived a lot of the church mm. to make them think that being pro-life is just what they vote on. Mm. I think Satan has largely won that battle. The average person is passionate about pro-life, but stagnant with their action Mm -hmm. concerning pro-life. Yeah. And, you know, I speak of people at abortion clinics holding up signs. And I'm not even saying there's anything wrong with that. I speak of people who champion the vote, but when it's time to vote their dollars towards a family in the church that's trying to adopt, Mm. or when it's time to give a sacrifice of their time, talent, and treasure, i.e. family vacations coming up. But single moms here has got this son that's not going to go on that family vacation. And what would it mean to bless that mama who's got to work to pay that rent? To say, we'd love to take Johnny with us for two weeks. I speak of young men and young women who have not been fathered. (laughs) I speak of those children, those teens that desperately need to see something different than what they're being shown. I speak of wonderful adoption agencies and ministries like Safe Families Mm -hmm. and other uh, organs that come alongside families to help them in this thing Mm -hmm. and seeing what it means for them to get involved. I speak of foster care, right? Mm -hmm. So like at the end of the day, our eyes have been closed. I think Satan's 
won a lot of the battle at closing our eyes, but deceiving us to believe our eyes are still open. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's why we got to speak to it. It's why we said as a leadership team, yeah, we think every one one Sunday a year, we've got to bring this to bear upon our people and put in a rhythm. So that's some of my thoughts. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that setting aside the Sunday to talk about because it's such an important thing. I mean, as an image bearer of Christ, mm-hmm. aren't all mm-hmm. living human beings. Amen, brother. Bear the same image. And so we need Amen. to offer that. So I am. Well, ultimately, I mean, you talked about it. You know, for everyone who claims the name of Jesus Christ, we've all been adopted. So mm-hmm. we've been adopted into the family of God. And we see verse after verse, you know, scripture supporting this. So um, I do want to acknowledge, though, that however, we do recognize that not everyone has had a positive family experience. Right. So, in fact, for some, this can be a point of some of our greatest pain and their greatest regret. What might you say for those who find this to be their family experience? And I think this also speaks to even those who have not yet experienced adoption into the family of God. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think it's it's cool too that it may be a um, scripture. The scripture says of the scripture that the scripture is a double edged sword, mm-hmm. so it cuts in and cuts out. Yep. I think one of the opportunities we're going to celebrate Adoption Sunday is to bring to bear upon that person who has already gone through that ordeal mm. of fatherlessness or dysfunctionality in their home, uh, a mom who wasn't there, a dad who wasn't there, mm-hmm. or worse, a mom who was there but was terrible and didn't show you that love and didn't show that home. And there's the issues that you continue to hold mm-hmm. in your life, the wounds mm-hmm. and the, 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 the faulty programming. Your mind and heart was given as the brokenness you saw. We deal with so many families and couples in our church who are trying their best at marriage and trying their best at parenting. But the cycles of what they were shown at home years ago continues to plague how they show up, even though they don't even want to. And I would say that one of the double edged swords of talking about adoption is to remind people of the power of the gospel and the love of Jesus that welcomes you into a family that is functional. Yep. A father who will never fail. A dad, a heavenly father who will never lie, who will never cheat, who will never steal, who will never cheat on you. Amen. Amen. Like he loves his bride, the church, flawlessly and perfectly. And he has, dear brother and sister listening to this podcast, a perfect love that is unfailing, that shall secure you, that shall uphold you, that shall give you peace, that passes understanding, that will guard your heart even in the midst of a storm. And that's that's the beauty of the gospel that we're going to be talking about adopting orphans <laughs> and taking care of families. And I think to your point, CJ, the person for whom family broke them yep. and was not there for them will be reminded that there is a greater family. Oof. There's a greater father. There's a greater place for you. And it's at home with God through his son, Jesus Christ. This is the gospel yep. that we declare, decree and declare. Amen. Oh, and the man. reverend, you done got me I'm about to shout a little bit. I'm, yeah, I could agree more. <laughs> Yeah, we got a we got a God, uh, you know, who's a father who's in the business of redeeming dead and broken things. And so, oh, amen. I mean, I just and amen for that. Amen. And you know, some of the stuff that you were talking to before, even I have to say, I can't say amen. I have to say ouch. Yeah. To sure. sort of even me holding a little bit of guilt to not, you know, doing the work mm-hmm. to actually think about what that might entail. You know, being okay mm-hmm. with you know maybe whatever lie that we've understood or you know well meaning actually mm-hmm. in some of this and just not really thinking it through. And what the implications are and what's available for us as we go people, you know, Jesus and the God through uh, these acts. So, yeah. Wow. So good. Yeah. I've got some relationships. I probably need to do some work in my own life right now. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Yeah. You and me both. Well, um, as always, you know, we hope that our conversations are engaging, but we always want to provide helpful resources to our yep. people. And so uh, what are some of the things that you'd like to point people to that um, you think they might find helpful or beneficial? 
Yeah. Well, if, um, if, if, you know, check out, I would think, um, our pastor of the day ministry where our pastors kind of connect you to how we show up as a church, as a local church or some of these things, Mm -hmm. but wonderful partners and, uh, resources that have been a blessing to our church, nightlight Christian adoptions. Mm -hmm. We're going to be starting to kind of expose our people to that. Like if God has put on your heart to adoption, here's a wonderful agency that we want to partner with to figure that out for you and your family. Olive Crest, the best fostering engine uh, that I know of. Yeah. And um, because sometimes a child doesn't need a home, a permanent home. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a child needs a temporary haven of safety. Mm -hmm. Mom and daddy hadn't figured it out and prayerfully they will figure it out. But God's anointed you and gifted you to be a safe space Mm -hmm. for a child for a year or two years while they figure it out. Uh, Mama's house. And I love me some mama's house. Oh, sweet Jan Lapia and that team over there and what they do for the name of Jesus to encourage single moms who are facing these terrible decisions. The average person abort and doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. You talk to an abortion per- person and ask them if they want to do this. Ask them if they're excited about it. Ninety nine out of 100 will say, of course not. It's just unspeakable conditions. And so Mama's House comes alongside single moms, give them a home. Give them a place to learn job skills and life skills, how to take care of their baby. We love us some Mama's House. Yep. We're going to have their uh, stuff in the show notes. CJ, what's some other ones that you have here? Uh, well, we've said, uh, we've listed Foster All, which mm-hmm. is another uh, great resource. Um, another one I did want to point out was our national resources with uh, Stan Sunday. You yeah. can go there. That's another one that's been pointed out as a great opportunity, especially if it's not. Uh, some of the other ones we listed were local. Yep. And so uh, national resources. And then Good. we do have listed um, even for here for help for domestic violence mm-hmm. and that's shelter from the storm. So if you find yourself in one of those situations, they can help you take those next steps and what that might look like to get you the support you need um, for some of those situations. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what we've got here for now. Um, but in, as always, we want your questions and comments here on the yeah. podcast. We're always asking for your feedback. And so guys, leave us a comment on YouTube yes. or if you're just listening, email us again, the other six days at southwestchurch.com. And that's the number six. Yes. So yeah, be sure to let us know. We'd love to address those or even just follow up with you if you have other questions or you need other, if you need help, you need some insights, anything you need, we're here for you. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly so, right. Any last thoughts or comments, Ricky, before we wrap this up? What a what a joyous conversation to have to Christian believers in this moment where there's so much broken stuff going on around the world. Yeah. How do I help what's going on in Israel and Hamas? I don't really know. Yeah. How do I help the war in Ukraine? I really don't know. Yeah. How do I help um, the reality of what's happening with um, depression and anxiety? I really don't know. But man, adoption's right here and right now. Yep. I, I, I may not be able to adopt a child. Mm-hmm. I may not be able to foster a child, but I can help someone who is. Yep. And I can get involved and I can have what's on God's heart on my heart. That's the opportunity. Yeah, and so for those hurting uh, and wincing at the wounds and the brokenness of the world, well, here's one applicable avenue where Jesus says, well, you can show up for me here. Yep. And this friend that makes a difference in the larger world. So anyways. Oh man, think about the temporary housing and hosting that like a place like Olive Crest offers that allows people to work through their, uh, whatever they're going through and to be the church to another family. And you can do that and it doesn't take a lot. You know, I mean, that's a beautiful expression of Mm -hmm. the church, right? Mm -hmm. Amen. So praise God. Well, there you have it guys. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the other six days podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe, follow, share, and like, and spread the word. And as always, take what you've heard and turn it into something that you can do to further the gospel and the world around you. Until next time. Peace. Peace.